Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. 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 The Bible says, you know, Jesus himself told us that God is spirit and that he is to be worshiped in spirit and in truth. And it's not an intellectual activity. It's a spiritual activity. It's, it's my spirit in communion with him who is spirit. Pastor Robert and his wife will share about the importance of cultivating the presence of God and setting aside time to be with him. He is always with us, but are we always connected to him? He is spirit and we need to connect with him spiritually setting aside all the distractions of this world to intentionally pursue Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and his wife, Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with today's message. God, many of us do, pretty much every day. I, there is time I have good habits in place, but even good habits can become autopilot. And, and what that did to me was like, oh God, let the time I do have count for something and please draw me deeper. Please draw me deeper. Because I know, I think, I mean, it's like when I hear it, I'm like, when you hear the real thing, you know that you're missing out if you are. And it just was this intense hunger for more. And so that's where tonight is coming from. That's why we're going to have more worship even than normal. And just to try to both awaken the hunger, but also to satisfy it. It's this oxymoron with God, where you both develop a hunger and satisfy it, but then you have more hunger. It's a constant deepening that's taking place. And so it, well, do this with me, if you will. Like, just think back over this day that you had today. It's been Tuesday for all of us. Tuesday usually means it's been some kind of crazy of some level, at least it has for us, for me. I spent three hours in traffic in what should have taken 45 minutes today alone and just, (gasps) but think back over your day. Think over just what affected you, what made your heart race, for better or for worse, what made you feel compressed, What, what voices were you listening to, like what did this day do to you, if you think back on it. And then take a, like, just take a deep breath, like shake it off. And then see that same day inside the presence of God. Think back over the same experiences, but this time you're not alone facing whatever it is, but you're doing it inside of God, like behind his protection. The same experiences, but inside of him, instead of just on your own, as exposed as I felt. You're doing the same thing from inside of him. What difference does that make? 
it's not a mental trick. It's just tuning into a reality that's always there. We always are inside of him. But when I was stuck in traffic and feeling all kinds of claustrophobia, I, <laughs> I knew what we would talk about tonight, and I was yelling at God, I know it, but I, I hate this. I hate feeling stuck. I hate... And then it's like, but that's a lie. The truth is that you are allowing this. You're right here. And it was this tug of war between his presence and then the loud input that all rob us of what God has. It's a thief. It steals everything of value. It's not like it goes any faster just because you're hyperventilating. It just steals the presence of God. I could have redeemed that time and say, okay, so we have all this time to go through. Talk to me, God. I'm definitely stuck here for a long time, but I didn't as a confession. But I wrestled with it, and I'm like, but make me aware even so. So at least the talk of war kept me from spinning completely out of control, which I was tempted to do when I was behind the train that wasn't moving, blocking my tracks. But the truth is that he's there, and even that he was allowing. Whatever you went through, it was inside of him, and even that he will redeem. If you'll turn to Exodus chapter 33, we're going to look at how this all played out for Moses. And for those of you who like lists or find lists helpful, we're going to basically give you seven action points that we found there. And, you know, we, we do that a little bit reluctantly because the whole point of this message is to kind of lay aside our intellectual understanding of, of, and just be with him, just be in his presence. You know, God doesn't ask us to set aside our intellect or, or, or anything. I talked about this on Sunday just a little bit, but it's critically important that we recognize that as finite human beings, our intellect is simply inadequate. And this is something, it's apples and oranges, if you will. The Bible says, you know, Jesus himself told us that God is spirit and that he is to be worshiped in spirit and in truth. And it's not an intellectual activity. It's a spiritual activity. It's, it's my spirit in communion with him, who is spirit. Anyway, the, uh, the word as we open up now the scriptures, like we talked about just a moment ago, I'd like us to, to work on that, you know, cultivating that ear of the spirit, if you will, listening at a deeper level than just the intellect. You know, where we find ourselves as, as we look at this passage in Exodus chapter 33 is out in the desert, the wilderness between Egypt and the promised land. In chapter 32, less than 40 days after having pledged to keep the law that God had given them from Mount Sinai, the people have already broken it, you know, the golden calf and that whole thing. And so going down the mountain, Moses broke the tablets on which the Ten Commandments were written, you know, signifying that Israel had already broken her covenant with God. And, and so our starting point here in chapter 33 is immediately after this catastrophic failure on the part of the people. Exodus 33, 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Depart and go up from here, you and the people whom you've brought out of the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. And I will send my angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite and the Amorite and the Hittite and the Perizzite, the Hivite and the Jebusite. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, stop right there. The first 
action point, if you will, is keep moving toward the promised land. Now, remember, when we talk about the promised land, we're not talking about heaven. The promised land's filled with battles and obstacles, and there's none of that in heaven. We're t- promised land is, is right here, right now, but it's that deeper walk with the Lord, if you will. It's that rest that we sang about a couple of minutes ago. Chances are, when we talk about that, when we speak of living inside the presence of God, many of us, if not most of us, feel unworthy. You know, we talked a little bit here lately about the shame that sometimes we deal with and that sense of our own unworthiness. Maybe when you think back over today, there's some twinge of regret in there somewhere. Well, one of the things that just recently the Lord kind of brought me back to is the memory of the very beginning of my walk with him. And I was just shocked because I lived a pretty disgusting lifestyle as a young adult. And then I had this supernatural encounter with Jesus. And the thing that the overwhelming reality for me was his grace. That he knew all of that and he was calling me out of that. And and I just remember, because I told him that night, I can't do any better than this. And his response was, that's the point. No, you can't do any better, but I can change you. I can wash you. I can do better than that. You know, and and I, I literally remember, you know, I managed a shoe store in those days. I was 24 years old. I was managing this shoe store. And, and I remember a couple of times where, where I realized that my mind and everything was back in the gutter. You know, I was, and then I'm all freaked out. And then I realized, but you knew that already. And I literally remember giggling one day because I realized he knows how dirty I am. And he's washing me. This is him washing me. And I got so excited because I realized that, okay, yes, that was bad, but you already knew I was bad. That's why you called me. This is you washing me. This is it. This is the dynamic. This is you making me clean. This is you changing me. And I got so excited. And it was that sense of being washed, that sense of being set free. See, we're never worthy. Never worthy in and of ourselves. Whatever it is that you think is keeping you out of the promised land. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.